to another episode of We Did That Shit Podcast, where we talk about who did some shit, what we learned from shit, and how we got through some shit. I'm Maya. And I'm Babi. Podcast family, we appreciate you. And we hope your week was the shit. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you enjoy our company, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify, and Anchor. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, hey Maya. What's up? Hey. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, um, nothing much. You know, how you doing? Chilling. Chilling. <laughs> putting on brave face okay mm-hmm. <laughs> how was your week my week was pretty good actually I my week started out great mm-hmm. you know the weekend I went out had me a good old time yeah. you look like it I seen the pictures like hey Ooh. Yeah, it was a good time. That was the first time in a long time that I had went out that I was feeling it. And mm-hmm. I mean, like feeling it. Like I had to tell my girlfriend, drive us to the next spot, mm. which is the food spot. So I could get me some um, collard greens, potato salad, fried shrimp, macaroni and cheese. Mm. Exactly. And that's just how it was, too. It was like, mm. Always complaining about your damn weight, but steady eating macaroni and cheese, collard greens. You know what I'm saying? But it was worth it. Um, So my week started out really good. And then it took a turn. Mm. I'm not going to go all into it, but my mother's home health aid quit. Oh, my goodness. Please, Maya. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go into it because I'm really trying to think positive. Act positive, and you will be a positive. And I person. will be a positive person. Yes. Thank you, Twelve Kyle, for that affirmation that I printed out today and put on the board at my job because I really needed it after that. Bi quit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, calm down, breathe. No, I will. I am. Okay. You no. Know, so my week took the turn, and you know I was all pissed off. Okay. <laughs> but I'm back. I'm okay. Back now. Everything is okay. You know why? Because I know that without a shadow of a doubt that my mom is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. She's going to get somebody else that's going to come in there and it's just going to be what it is. But the more and more days that she don't get an aid, my anger just builds and builds and builds. So prayerfully, pray for me, podcast family, that my mom gets an aid sooner rather than later. Yes. So that's how my week was. Okay. we 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 on the right track to be a positive again. How was your week? My week was uh as Kevin Hart says, great. Okay. <laughs> it was great. Um, so you know, that bitch Sabrina mm. is on vacation. So work was great. Woo-woo. Um, we were guests on the 12 Kyle podcast. 
Yes, we that are. was great. <laughs> that was great. If you haven't checked that out, uh, we talked about 10 things that you should not ignore in a relationship. And so you got that from our perspective and you got it from a male perspective in 12, Kyle. Check it out. Yes, it was a lot of fun. And then he his he already launched it. And even when I listened to it, it was like it wasn't even me. I was just enjoying the podcast so much. Me too. It was, it was so it was fun. Um Today is my mom's birthday. Well, what Happy have been birthday. her birthday? Yes. Happy birthday, Aunt Nett. She would love you. 68 today. She would have and... been 68? Yes. What? I know. Dang, that time went. It flew. Oh my goodness. I know. And I just feel like I feel like I let her down. Like I should have cleaned my room or something. Vacuum. Cause you know how she loved like mm-hmm. the vacuum was music to her ears and vacuum tracks was like the most beautiful thing for her to look at. I should have pined something down. The house should be smelling like pine and bleach with vacuum. That's tracks. the least you could have did for my <laughs> That's the least you could have did but for my <laughs> But I didn't. Um <laughs> You got that rebellious spirit, like, yeah, like ain't going clean because you ain't here to make me. Yeah, like you know, my sisters have it. Me and James, mm, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and guess what I did today? What did you do? I went to the gym. What I did, I went to the gym, and I was on a treadmill for an hour. And I just want to say a few things. Number one, you know how I feel. I feel like tomorrow when I wake up, I better be five pounds lighter. Mm. That's number one. Number two, you know, my gym is in the same parking lot as the Chick-fil-A, which should be illegal. Mm. You know, all these white people calling the cops for this dumb stuff. Somebody should really be calling the zoning board for this. This is not (laughs) right. is not right and then like all i really do is get on the treadmill and then it's like all these glass windows and when you're on the treadmill you face the chick-fil-a mm. so the mm-hmm. whole time just I'm thinking about the number one exactly <laughs> i'm just it's just you know but i got through it um i was on the treadmill for an hour and you know you did a little incline and i walked at like 4.5 miles per hour so do a nice little brisk walk and i'm just saying as those minutes ticked away these thighs got heavier and heavier and heavier and by the time i was done like i was like half past dead they weighed like a ton each you know what i've been working out for a little while now so i'll say this and i i hate to say it to you but they never get lighter you know, oh, because God. because you start to build muscle in them. So once you start to build the muscle, they just feel heavier to me, you know, but eventually they'll slim down and that'll be a treat. Well, I hope something has to give. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not in here trying to be no superhero. I'm not joining the classes. I'm not getting a trainer. I'm not, you know, buying shakes. I'm not doing any of that because one of the doctors that I work for, he was like, you know what, baby, you'll be surprised of what 30 minutes a day, three or four times a work week can do. Is and she- I was like, well, I'm on that plan. Like, mm-hmm. let me just, you know, walk a little. I didn't even change my clothes. I went in my scrubs. Mm. I wanted, because I just felt like I'm a kind of person that it doesn't take anything for me to have an excuse not to go. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, change my clothes. And right. I change my clothes. Yeah, no. So I was like, you know what? And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wear scrubs all through the month of March because I don't have to wear scrubs at work. You mm. know, I can if I want to, but I don't have to. But I'm going to wear scrubs. I'm going to go because that's what you told me. You said I got to make it a part of my work day. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. And if I'm not 
like 20 pounds lighter by the end of March, heads are going to roll. I, I mean, like. You know what they say um, in NA, keep coming back. It works if you work it. <laughs> so that's the advice that I'll give to you. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. <sighs> okay, we'll see. So listen, who did some shit this week? Look, I just got like a few things, but let me just start with the Black History recap because it's just like, I don't even want to get into these things, but a lot of people talk about Black History Month. They say it was ruined this year. Like this was the worst Black History Month ever. And I don't know if that's so much true because, you know, crap goes on all the time. It's just that we're more aware of it. So Steve Harvey has no integrity. Jesse Smollett, we just don't know what he's doing. Um, the Detroit police officer who did the Snapchat talking about bye Felicia and this is what black women look like or whatever when he um, had the woman's car towed, pulled her over, had her car towed and frigid weather and then she walked home and then mm -hmm. he going to Snapchat about it and taunting her as she was walking down the street. He was fired. You know, not on administrative leave, nothing. He was fired, and which he should have been. Mm -hmm. um, they said that the pullover and the tow were actually lawful. You know, it was inconsiderate, but it was lawful. But mm -hmm. when he did the Snapchat thing, that was out of control. Um, in South Carolina, they had fifth graders picking cotton. Mm. And, and, mm. your, and, and your great state, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. They had the middle schoolers playing the game. And your town, as a matter of fact, they had mm. the middle schoolers playing the game, playing a slave catcher. Mm. 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 Well, my, I'm from New Jersey. Right. Um, <laughs> so that must be the great state that you're talking about. <laughs> now, where I live because of work <laughs> is Virginia. Virginia, where I live at, much like it, it works just much like Atlanta. I mean, at Georgia, mm -hmm. you know, you go 15 miles out, you're in Georgia when you're in Atlanta. You know, right. Northern Virginia operates kind of the same way. You leave Northern Virginia, you're in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that Virginia is a commonwealth and a racist state. Mm hmm. So, yes, that happened at the school up the street from me. Um, I can walk to that school. I saw that on uh, the we have this, you know, Facebook group, Black Ladies of mm -hmm. the County that I live in. And they posted that up. And it's a lot of racial tension going on in this area. Okay. You know, it's a lot of little instances that's going on. And um, I was like, you know what? I can't be living in this thug area. I need to go to work, go in the houses. Now I'm feeling like I'm fearful of my life. What's going mm. on up in here? Mm. But not to be outdone in Virginia, since we're on the uh, Black History Roundup, did you hear what happened with the Virginia First Lady um, Governor Ralph Norton's wife? No, what happened? Is she a teacher? Isn't she? What is she? An educator? I, I, I don't know what she is. She's his mm. wife. That's what I do know that she is. Mm -hmm. Well. You just spoke of, you know, uh, in the town that I live in, them doing uh, slave catcher, playing yeah. slave catcher like it's a game. Right. So they had the children out there chasing each other because they wanted them to feel how it would feel to be caught by a slave catcher. Now, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes back, we talked about Ralph Nor Northam, mm -hmm. the governor of Virginia, and right. how he was in this big scandal for blackface. Um, standing next to a person in a KKK outfit. That's right. Well, the other day, his wife, it was reported 
in the Washington Post mm -hmm. that a Virginia State employee has complained that her eighth grade daughter was upset during a tour of a historic governor's residence. The first lady, Pam Northam, handed raw cotton to her and another African-American child and asked them to imagine being enslaved and having to pick cotton. That's what the child is reporting. Now, this didn't happen before the things happened with her husband. This happened, happened. after. <laughs> so you got all this going on with your husband. They are calling for your husband to resign as the governor of Virginia. And then you and go passing out cotton and you pass out cotton. Now, of course, she said that is not what happened, that she didn't pass the cotton to just those African-American students. She passed the cotton now, but not just singled out those African-American students. First of all, why are you having cotton? No, <laughs> not even that. Why are you taking to children to any place that would resemble a plantation, period? Why would you do that first? Secondly, why would you even feel the need to have, where did you get the cotton from? Why do they have cotton at this residence? And why did you feel the need to pick it up? Even if you gave it to little Timmy and he was white, what did, why are you passing around cotton? My, listen, <laughs> this whole regime, they need to resign. Clearly they are racist. Ralph Northam has come, has come out on plenty of occasions and called for other people the to people resign because mm -hmm. of racial instances. Mm -hmm. And now you are a part of the problem. You need to resign. Your wife is now a part of the problem. This is a leadership problem, point blank, period. You cannot lead a people, no matter who that pe those people are, and think like this. Because in Virginia, you are in Richmond. Richmond is the capital of Virginia. The majority of people that live in Richmond, Virginia are black. Even if they weren't. <laughs> so, so what? What? How old were these children? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So it's not like they were small children where if they told you something, you know, if, as a parent, I'm going to believe everything my kids say. I don't care what they say. I'm, I am mm -hmm. going to believe it until I find out otherwise. Mm -hmm. I'm believing everything my kid says. Mm -hmm. As a person, eighth grade, you know how you are at eighth grade. You How old are you? So you ninth, 12, ninth 13, grade, you 14. Yeah, 12, so, 13. Yeah. yeah, so you eighth grade, you 12, 13 years old. You have feelings, you have emotions, all those things. And you have enough sense to come home and say, mm -mm, mommy, this ain't feel right. You know, this didn't feel good. This happened to me and a friend. You know, obviously I was singled out. And I hope that this family pursues this and takes this to the highest extent that they can take it. Because these people can't continue to get away with something like this. Especially not when you're talking about children. Because see, with Ralph Northam, he this happened and adults were calling for his seat. You know, Now mm -hmm. you're talking about playing with kids. Mm -hmm. You're talking about this child and this other child. And all of the kids now being exposed to something like this. And taking this through the rest of their life. This happened to me. You know, what am I supposed to feel like less than? And this is what you felt the need to do during Black History Month. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I'm I'm really I'm not often speechless, mm -hmm. but this really 
this is something. I mean, it's really, it's really ridiculous. I don't know what people are thinking. You know, I, you know how I feel about like, oh, they know, you know how I feel about that. They knew exactly what they were doing. It's the fact that you feel like you are privileged and oblivious enough to do something like this and not worry about the effects that it would have on a child mentally going forth in their life. Well, Maya, they, they clearly, they do not think about those things. They don't. But this is what I'm saying. When you go to the White House, like they pass out cookies in the mm. foyer. So why? Because it's February. Right. She had cotton, like you know, if if the if the thing that you pass out is cookies, then you pass out the cookies. You don't change it because it's the month. Like March is Women's History Month. Would you go and uh, pass out, you know, women's lib magazines or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 ultra ridiculous. And as I said, if these people don't leave out of office, and I hope that this family continues to pursue this you know they've since gotten the black caucus um involved the NAACP uh involved in that in the state of Virginia and I hope that they continue to uh push this and don't let it go and and for the school that did that the slave catcher up um the street from me you know I hope that that nothing's family gonna happen to them nothing's gonna happen to them nothing's gonna happen to who to the school, to the teacher, to oh, the no, administrator. They're going to have, they're going to continue, they're going to have a racial diversity um, conference. You know, they're going to get a bunch of people in the seminar, I mean, in the community to come and do a seminar on racial equality and how we have to be inclusive of everybody. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. However, the, the families have to continue to pursue this. You know, they have to go forth and make something else happen. Go over top of these people's heads and continue. Sue these people. Sue the school district. Sue these people. Mm. Well, speaking of being in charge, diversity committee, things of the such and the like, a health system, a very large health system, put out, you know, they wanted to celebrate Black History Month with their entire staff. This health system, and it's a large one. It has like, um, you know, three hospitals, over 100 medical practices with just about all the specialties and all that other kind of stuff. You know, a health system. Mm -hmm. And And this is how they celebrated Black History Month in their health system. This is the email that they sent. I'm going to read the email. Okay. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast, I really need you to remain seated and try to remain calm until I complete the whole thing. Okay. It says the soul behind soul food. <laughs> I, my, my, yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear this yet, but that was funny. The origin of recipes considered soul food can be traced back to before slavery, sharing influences from African, Native American, and European food traditions. However, the term soul food became popular in the 1960s when African Americans and Black Americans sought to claim their part in the American culture. Terms like soul brother, soul sister, and soul music were introduced so it made sense <laughs> that soul food described the recipes that African Americans had been cooking for generations. 
Historically, slaves needed to eat foods that could sustain them while they worked long days in the fields. This led to time-honored soul food traditions like frying foods, breading meats and fishes with cornmeal, and mixing meats with vegetables. Many of the foods associated with soul food originate from the meager rations and resources available to slaves. Slaves were typically given a peck of cornmeal, three to four pounds of pork per week. Beyond what was provided, slaves procured food by fishing, gardening, (laughs) and foraging what they could cook in open fires. Mm. For those rations, soul food staples such as cornbread, fried chicken, catfish, collard greens, barbecue ribs, Mm. chitlins, sweet potato pie, and other recipes were developed. This food genre is now associated with comfort and decadence. The end? The devil is a lie. Um, so many things wrong with this email. With the first being that they sent it out. Right. Um, period. You know, <laughs> this is how you chose to honor black history. Hey, you know what? I want to tell y'all where soul food came from. One. Two, who knew that soul food, like the soul in food, brother. came from soul brother, soul, brother. soul sister. <laughs> Soul train, soul right. everything, right. huh? It's, soul it's plane. Who it's knew? I no, I'm dead serious. I never knew that. Um, that soul it's not true. Came That's from, why. Well, I know that was very that was sarcasm. But where did they get these facts from? Let's right. start there. I I don't know where the facts came from, but these are some some things that I do know. I know that this was distributed by the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. Hmm. that this was read to the whole committee and they all agreed that this was something great to put out for Black History Month. Who's on the committee? I got nothing. Hmm. So in response to that, they were saying like at your monthly staff meeting, you could ask people to bring soul food dishes for your staff. For your staff meeting that month, like that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, and that people don't understand why it was found offensive. Well, anything that's not about you, you would not understand why it wasn't offensive because it's not about you. You know, if if I came and I gave a bunch of facts about um, the Chinese New Year and it wasn't about me, you know, I might not get offended by it. But if I gave wrong facts about the Chinese New Year, then, you know, a person, I could see how a person that was in that culture would get offended by it. But it, if it didn't affect me, then it doesn't affect me. And so obviously that's how the, whoever sent this out, whoever came up with these uh, alleged facts that they did not get from. It's so many places that you can get facts from, too. The Internet is free. It's vast. Google is your friend. You know, they have sites like Black America Web, where they have a vast amount of knowledge about Black history. You know, they have uh, BlackFacts.com, even History.com. I, it's all out there, especially in the month of February. So you could have got your facts straight. Because let's go with facts. Um, one, we know Soul Food, the name didn't come from that. Two, I, did, I wasn't aware that slaves, people worked. who were enslaved, and I, I would hate I hate to use the term slaves, but I... I 
I didn't that's know what they that were. people, right? But I didn't know that people that were enslaved, you know, that were captured and, and made well, to so be less than, you know, what they actually being. were, human beings right. were working. I right. didn't know that, you know, <laughs> I surely didn't know that they were given real food, like all of this stuff that they listed uh-huh. as a way to sustain their strength. But what I do know about uh, quote unquote soul food is that people that were enslaved were giving the scraps. Right. Like who who tea. goes to the butcher and who would say, oh, like with chitlins, you know, people talk about chitlins off like that's not the prime cut of the meat. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not not the prime cut of meat. And work to sustain them while they work long days in the field. And what do do they say? Time-honored traditions from these rations of soul food? When did they... And and we were gardening. Mm -hmm. Is that what they call it? Okay, gardening. And time-honored traditions. uh, Slaves had to hide food Mm -hmm. because if they had more than the rations that were given them, they were beat. Exactly. Uh, you know, they were gi- given trash to eat. Exactly. So and when just, they were given just enough not to die. Exactly. And when they were given those, then when they was given that trash to eat and those uh, portions that were the left scraps that, that they had to steal they, they out didn't the trash. Want, right. Or that exactly. they didn't want. Then what black people did, which we always did and which we always continue to do is make a way. You know, and we make whatever the situation is our own. And so that was the reason why we came up with certain recipes, because we didn't have a choice but to come up with certain recipes. That's why people eat hog mogs and pig's feet and chitlins and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We don't eat it because it was like, oh, my God, this is just so decadent. And this is just like Mm -hmm. a delicacy. And it's like, oh, let's just get this. No, we we ate it because it was all that we had to eat. This email was very offensive. The fact that you probably had people on that board that it was read to that looked like me and you that were black or brown people and they probably didn't say anything. That is a problem. You know, that's a big problem for me. Like, I don't know who was adult. And that's the first thing I think about. Like, who was there? Who were you reading? Did you read it out loud? Did you read it to yourself? Could the people read? Um, Like. Those are the questions that I was just like, what? Like when you read stuff like that, you just be like, oh my goodness, like this could not possibly be. And my biggest point to this is this is a healthcare system with all the contributions that African-Americans have made to medicine. Mm-hmm. You came up with the soul food? Exactly. Because, and they said that somebody said, well, we just wanted to do something light. Well, talking to, first of all, in any... Any instance bringing up slavery is not light. Exactly. So exactly that makes no who, sense. Who doesn't know that? Right. You know, I, I, yeah. this is a large healthcare system, so you have a number of people working there. I'm sure that it's a diverse staff, meaning that you have black and brown people working there. And the fact that you said that you wanted to do something like that, anything had to do with slavery, just like when you were at that school when they was playing a game catch a slave. Right. That is a problem. 
so that wasn't light, you know, and the people that were in that room that they were reading that to is probably much like the people who they have on those um, in those rooms when they're deciding uh, campaigns for Gucci making blackface, when they're um, doing Dove campaigns that black people are dirty, but they can become clean by using Dove and becoming a white person. You probably got the same people sitting in there. And I'm sure that it's a person that looks like me or you that's sitting in there that don't want to lose their spot. You know, because that if you don't if you don't say anything like, but why are you there? It, I, well, because just, you want to be a part of at the end of the day, when you have a part like of that, what offending your own people. Yes, they want to be a part. They want to be a part of they want to be inclusive. They want to bask in whiteness. And that's what it comes down to. They want to bask in whiteness. Oh, this this because we talked about this before. Why do people feel that white is right? You know, you feel that white is right because it was taught to us from the time that we were captured from these times that you talking about when we was developing soul food, you know, why you feel white is right. Cause it was taught to you that white was right. And it was taught mm-hmm. to you that you should act like this and you should think like this and you should do this. And so now you have people that are sitting in those rooms that think like that, mm-hmm. that want to do like that, mm-hmm. that want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And they, and they'll do anything. And here's the thing. You have to look yourself in the mirror. You are yourself. You're not white. You're black. And so when you when you let things like this slide, it not only offends other people, it offends you too. And if you too dumb to see that, then I don't know what to tell you. Because anybody that was sitting in a room where this was told or read to and they thought that it was okay and they looking at you like, well, why do you think this is offensive? Um, right. And it's insulting. And first of all, we're not that far removed from, you know, because even after slavery ended, there was all those years of Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. So um, all those years of trying to be of the civil rights, all right, those all the, years it's of still, you know, it, it's still, and things um, still you going on. Virginia governor's wife handing out cotton to kids. And well, you have, you have, oh. you have New York City passing a law saying that it's okay for black people to wear their hair hair the way it naturally grows out of their head mm-hmm. in 2019 you had to pass a law to say it's okay to have black people or people of color wear their hair the natural way it grows out of their head and right after they did that a higher court not in new york um upheld because someone was fired for dreadlocks and they upheld the case saying that it is legal to discriminate in the interview process for dreadlocks. Mm. Right. And this is still happening in 2019. And, and, and 2019. you started that off as saying that we're not far removed we're not from removed. slavery. Listen, I've been living in Virginia for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It it went like that. That's how fast the time goes. Right. You're talking about something that happened, what, over 400 years ago? Right. They like, act like it's ancient history, and it's not. Like, my grandmother was fired from her job. She, you know, used to clean houses in Haddonfield, and she was literally on her hands and knees scrubbing the floor when the woman of the house came to her and says, oh, I heard that you have a daughter in college. And she was like, so proud, smiling. She was like, yes, ma'am. And she was like, oh, well, we won't be needing your services anymore. You're uppity. Mm. And she was my grandmother, not like my great, 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 my grandmother. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, I remember my dad saying that when he 
went to from middle school to high school and he had to fill out the classes and the guidance counselor was like, well, here's the Votech this and the Votech that. And my dad was like, no, I'm taking college prep courses. And he was like, oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is it, not it my happens. great, 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 great. Right. This is right. Crazy. It happens. It has right. happened and it continues to happen. And so for this to be something that is um, still happening where you have you talk about a cultural diversity panel of people or committee of people who have gotten together and approved something like this. If I was an employee at that healthcare system, I will go to HR. I I don't care if HR approved this, it would be on record and I would continue to fight this. This is offensive. It's offensive, point blank, period. You're lying. And, and offensive. <laughs> it's offensive. And and we talk about this because, you know, I say all the time, you know, some people are just ignorant and it's true. Some people are ignorant. They just don't know. But you when, like but that. when you, but when, and so if some people are ignorant and then you pass out this kind of ignorance, you distribute this kind of ignorance, it feeds to the ignorance even the more because people mm-hmm. say, oh, well, the job passed this out. This must mm-hmm. be true. It must be true. Exactly. It must be true. So it just feeds more, it cultivates more ignorance. Mm-hmm. It, and it really is a shame. It's just a sad state of affairs for this Black History Month. But you know what? I'm a Black woman. I love being Black. I am who I am. You know, people tell me, they're like, why are you always talking about race? First of all, I'm not always talking about race. Secondly, I am. You, well, I mean, and you're not always talking about race. We're, ha- we co- we're conscious of it because we have to be. Yeah. Because we live in brown bodies. Yeah. And because I'm conscious of race at all times for the most important reason why I'm conscious of race at all times is because I always want to celebrate mine. Mm. You know, I say it all the time. I'm pro-black. It doesn't mean that I'm anti-anything. We could sit here and talk about white people all day. I could tell you the disgusting things that that I have experienced at the hands of white people. And I could tell you some loving things that I have experienced at the hands of some white people. So it's not about being anti-anything. It's about celebrating my own. And I'm going to continue to do that. And I will always put that before anything. I feel like, and I say this in the show, and I'll continue to say it, we have to get the pride back into who we are. For the month of February on the show, we highlighted important things and important people in black history, right? Mm -hmm. We gave you the black history fact of the week. I told you last week that I I regard these people as superheroes because that's what they are. Mm -hmm. And so until we get the pride back into what it is that we are doing as a culture and as a people and literally think who we are and the power that we exude, we'll continue to be faced with instances like this and not know how to handle them exactly Exactly. and so yeah i would just go to i will go to hr on this this is crazy it it really is and i just like my first thought was if this is a healthcare system why didn't they just play something the lord made in the auditorium or something like oh it because like you said it's supposed to be a celebration of Mm -hmm. our accomplishments and our achievements and what we bring to the table because it's it's overlooked, it's undervalued, mm-hmm. and it's stolen by the image of a white person doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the facts. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is, you know. But it, if you're in healthcare, like, yeah, talk about 
the great achievements in healthcare. Like, yeah, because it's just like a, even if you were like talking the, about Ben Carson, right? Like, and we don't even like him, but you can't take away what he did in the medical profession as a black man. Now he might look in the mirror and don't right. think that he a black man, but at the end of the day, he is. And all the accomplishments right. that he has made as a black doctor, you definitely could right. have celebrated at least him. You know, but it just goes to show it that they never. Have been, it would not have been a good choice. Yeah, but, but it would have been, been it would have been a black man. I, I, you know, it would have been a black man. And again, we can't take away from what Ben Carson has accomplished outside of that White House that he's a part of now. But also, people stand for something or fall for anything. And you know that I say that all the time. I I live by those words as far as when when Malcolm said them. I live by that. Stand for something or fall for anything. I just pray that we have a better Black History Month in 2020, because I will say, I don't think that anything ruined Black History Month. I'm going to celebrate us no matter what. However, you know, to the masses, this was a crazy looking Black History Month, honey. We only get 28. It was. I mean, geez. Do better. But let's get into our personal journals. You know, we haven't done personal journals this year yet, and we're already in the month of March. So no better time like the present to just get into it. What you got on your mind? What's your personal journal this week? Um, My personal journal this week is changing my mindset. Mm. And clearly it's working because <laughs> I worked out. Okay. Okay. So my vision board, I always talk about my vision board. And I think that it's very, um, it helps me to have a focus. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I created my vision board, I created it with concepts for life and not with, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. So, um, my mindset is changing because I am focusing I, in my vision board. It says, um, there's a, a woman in in the Afro, it says God and get lifted and have your eyes wide open and be the queen. And that is what I'm starting to do. I have started going to work on time and more importantly, leaving on time. Mm -hmm. I don't bring work home with me anymore. Something that you get for hiring me because I just can't not be myself is you get the fabulousness. You get the great ideas. You get the work done and done in a timely fashion and done well. But I am not super employee anymore. Mm -hmm. Shut that down. I went back to the gym. It's only been one day, but I did it. Yep. You know, one day leads to two days. I yep. don't know. So it I does. Did. And and that is what, and I am focusing on me. I am learning what is valuable to me. Like people always joke about my, you know, how I travel and take vacations and things like that. And I'm learning that that's something that I need for me. That's mm-hmm. therapeutic for me. It's not just fun. It mm-hmm. really is therapeutic for me to do that. So that is my personal journal. I am going to stay focused on this vision board. I do have it right next to my bed. I see it every day. I, I have it at reading it as a part of my morning routine. And I'm going to add it to a part of my night routine as well. So, yeah, it really is changing my mindset. And it's working. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I appreciate it. I am happy to hear it. A changed mindset can lead to so many fabulous things. So keep coming back. It works if you work it. (laughs) But my personal journal this week, I want to 
talk about energy. I'm realizing that I give my energy to a lot of nonsense and I hate nonsense. Earlier in the day, I was reading something and it made me so mad when I read it. Mm -hmm. Not any of the things we talked about, something totally different. It made Mm -hmm. me so mad. And I was just, I felt like I was fuming. And then I was thinking like, why are you giving your energy to this? And then I told you what happened with my mom's home healthy. And I was so angry. You were. I mean, and I still am, you know, even with that, it made me realize like you're giving your energy to the wrong thing. Cause at the end of the day, your mom is going to be fine. She's not hungry. She's not homeless. And, and just for the day, she's doing well. And so focus your energy on that. I really have taken to heart that affirmation that Kyle said with the think positive, act positive, and you will be a positive person. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm really trying to adopt that even at the age that I am now, it's never too late to adopt a affirmation, you know, just even on my um, door, I have, it says date, you know, and it says today. And then it says to do be happy. So I'm really trying to, Focus my energy on the more positive things. Leave the nonsense where it is. You know, people just coming at you all different kind of ways, and, and, and you know it's nonsense. And instead of giving your energy, giving that your energy, I'm gonna right. really try my hardest to say nothing. Lent is coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, we should. Lent is really about sacrificing. So it's about what you want to sacrifice. And some of the things that I wanted to sacrifice definitely have to do with food, just because I'm trying to get into a better space as far as that is concerned. Also, want to make my focus for Lent to be a positive person and give my energy to the things that are important and not to the nonsense. And that's my personal journal for this week. Energy is very important. That's a real good one, Maya. Yeah. So we'll that's see. A real good one. We'll see how that goes now. Yeah, keep me in prayer. Yeah, I don't see the home health aid because <laughs> the energy is going to go somewhere else. But I think that I will be fine for now. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for the week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember that a new episode drops each and every Monday. You can find us, as the B said in the beginning of the podcast, on Anchor, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. And where YouTube, YouTube, yes, mm-hmm. and really anywhere that you can listen to your favorite podcast, you can find We Did That Shit podcast. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at We Did That Shit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can reach me on my personal Twitter at my my thirteen. That's M Y M Y one three. And I'm at the B Amina. That's B I B B I A M I N A. And we'll be here again, same time next week. Remember, be great this week. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. Love you too.